Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Misadventures with the Narcissist. I believe we are on episode 62. I cannot believe it. Um, Yeah, it's just been a crazy journey. So today I wanted to talk about just some new things that have been happening and kind of let you guys know where I am at because I'm faced with some really difficult decisions, if I'm honest. And I'm just not sure what to do. So I wanted to just kind of share with you where I'm at as I am processing all of this and thinking about my next step. Now, if you have listened to the podcast for a while, you may remember that one of the things that I've been considering doing is moving to Florida. And I want to back up just a little bit in case some of you are new or in case maybe you did not listen to some episodes in the past where I've talked about this. But I have wanted to live at the beach for a really long time. Like I think even before I got married, (laughs) um, I think from my 20s, I have wanted to live at the beach. And That didn't happen when we were married because life took us in other places and it didn't even happen when it came to just like going to the beach for a couple of weeks because my ex-husband would always be like, oh no, that sounds so boring. That is so annoying. I would never do that. That's for old people and all of that. So we've never really, as a family, when we were married, we've never really spent more than I want to say like four or five days at the beach, except for when we went to visit his family and they do live by the beach. Well, it's on a lake, but it is, it literally feels like the beach. Um, But yeah, that's the only time when we used to go visit his family. It was the only, the really only time where we would expend, where we would spend extended periods of time at the beach. And I'm just realizing now that anytime I would want to go to the beach. Who would say it's boring and it's for old people. And anytime that we would go visit his family, I remember all of them were like, oh yeah, the beach is awesome. We're so close to the beach. We can go to the beach all the time. And like, we loved going. It was so fun. So I'm just realizing now the irony of it all that whenever I wanted something, it was boring and not for him. But when his parents wanted it or he wanted it, then it was just fine. So anyway, that's a whole other thing. But as you guys know, um, I don't live at the beach right now. And my narcissistic ex-husband moved two years ago. So he left the kids and I, left us where we are now in a city where we came for his work. So about, I want to say about like eight eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. um, Yeah, I think it was around eight years ago. We moved to the city that we are at now because of his work. I never wanted to live here. And I've mentioned that in other episodes. And the only reason that we moved here is because he got a new job at the university here in town. And the commute from where we used to live was too long. It was like an hour 15, an hour and a half. And he was working nights and evenings and sometimes like he would have to teach in the morning and then he would have to rehearse from like six to nine or something like that so it just didn't make sense for him to commute especially because this apparently was his dream job so we ended up moving here but i did not i was so happy where we were living before and 
I really had envisioned, you know, I'm like, if we can't get the beach, this is definitely where I would want us to raise our kids. So we ended up moving because of his work. And that was eight years ago. And then two years ago, out of nowhere, he kind of just decided that he was going to move somewhere else, 800 miles away by himself. Um, And yeah, he was going to start a new life there. Now, for to be fair, he did ask me to go to come visit and he did try to get me involved in the process so I could move there and, you know, start our new lives there. But this was about um, a year. It was, yeah, it was a year after I learned about narcissistic abuse and after I realized that I had been in a marriage with somebody who was abusive and did not even know it. So in my mind, my whole thing was like, I cannot move with you. Like we've moved around the whole country for his job. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not about to do it again after we're divorced. And after I realized everything that he did to me while we were married. So in my mind, I was like, I am not moving. You know, I'm sorry. It's just not, you know, it's just not for me. And he tried, I think for about a year, he tried to get me to move. And it's funny because I knew it's like I had this feeling that he moved there to be closer to his quote unquote friend. So at this time, he did not tell anybody that he was dating this girl, the woman. Um, but I just I just had a feeling that they were dating. And I had a feeling that he was moving there to be closer to her. Although he never said that and he always claimed that they were just friends and besides we were divorced, so it didn't really matter. Like it didn't matter to me who she was. <laughs> um, and he's obviously gonna get on with his life. Like I had no expectations or anything, but I just had a feeling that he was going to move there to be closer to her in addition to obviously get this new job and make money and pay off his debt. So part of the one of the other reasons why I didn't move there is because I just knew that at some point he was going to leave that town and move to where his girlfriend was. And funny enough, um, I was right, like a year and a half, maybe after he moved there, he ended up just, and I've talked about this on another episode, he ended up um, just announcing, hey, it was a Sunday evening, like Sunday night or something like that. And he, I got an email from him and said, hey, I am moving on Tuesday. This is my new address. So he was moving to another state um, to be with his girlfriend. And he had told the kids that he was moving. And he was like, oh yeah, we're five minutes away, you know, from my girlfriend and her kids. And you guys are gonna have so much fun. And basically he was so excited about this move, which I guess makes sense, right? If you've been dating somebody and you wanted to, um, to be with them, it makes sense that you're excited when you are moving closer to them. But I just remember having a conversation with him and saying, um, I was like, you know, why don't you, this was while we were still talking, we don't talk anymore, but this was while we were still talking. And I said, you know, if you're going to move somewhere, because he had started talking about how he doesn't really like his job anymore, of course, and how everybody's an idiot and all of the things that he says about every job he's at from the moment I met him. But, um, 
I said, you know, if you don't like your job anymore, why don't you look into coming back here and helping me to raise our children, right? <laughs> like, it would be kind of, I don't know, you committed to having children, do you not want to raise them? And um, he kind of was silent. And I said, do you have any plans on ever moving back? Like after you pay off your debt or whatever. Um, and I said, because if you don't, that's literally like the biggest slap in the face for our children, because you're basically choosing your girlfriend and her kids over our own children. Um, and he was silent. He didn't say anything. And then I said, do you ever plan on moving back? Can you answer my question? And he said, I don't. And I said, so you're going to move away to be with your girlfriend, but not to be with your children. And he just did not say anything. So that was the end of that conversation. And I just remember feeling like, I know he's going to move, like he is going to move and our children are going to be hurt and insulted and um, they're just going to be really upset. So, of course, when he moved, he prepared our kids. He told our kids before he told me. And he prepared them and said, guys, I am moving on Tuesday. I got this new job and they love me, which is what he says about every job where they go, where he goes. And um, I am moving on Tuesday and everything's happening so fast. And you're going to be five minutes away from my girlfriend and her kids. And you guys are going to have an awesome summer and hang out and everything. And um, my kids were kind of like, they talked to him on the phone for, I think it was over two hours. It was like 11 PM at night. I think they had started talking, I don't know, maybe like seven or eight and it's 11 PM still, you know, they're still talking about the move and how exciting it's going to be. And I remember my kids getting off the phone and saying, dad is moving to be with his girlfriend. And I was like, oh, okay, how do you guys feel about that? And they're like, ah, whatever, we don't care. Um, it doesn't matter to us because he's not here anyway. So why do we care where he's going? And I guess to some extent that makes sense. But if he's going to go somewhere, why not come back and raise his children, right? Um, and I think at some point, I think, I'm pretty sure about this. I think at some point he told the kids that he cannot come back here because I am too toxic and that I is just a toxic thing for me to be raising our kids with him because I'm just impossible and um, it's just not a good situation for him. So basically, he just needs to get as far away from me as possible because I'm the toxic one, right? And that's why, basically, I think, in addition to saying that he had to move for his job, which he did, I think he also presented it to the kids as in, you know, your mom is really toxic. We can't agree on anything. We just cannot raise you guys together. So I have to leave. So again, this was not confirmed, but I am pretty sure that's what he told the kids. So the kids were kind of indifferent, like they didn't talk about it. And I would keep asking them questions. I was like, how do you guys feel about it? Like, are you okay? And my oldest son, who was 15, he was like, well, you know, I think it's wrong, but whatever. And then the other two were like, yeah, whatever, we don't care. Um, it doesn't matter to us where he is. And I just kept asking my kids, like, but don't you guys want him to come back? <laughs> right? And they're like, no, we don't care. We can see him. And it's fun when we see him. And we don't care if he's here. So 
we kind of just left it at that. And I had a lot of feelings about it, but whatever, right? Like we're not married. He's choosing, in my mind, he's choosing his girlfriend and her kids over his own children, which I'm not surprised, right? That's what narcissists usually do. And um, yeah, so we kind of left it at that. And then he took me to court immediately. Like we were actually in the middle of going to court during that time because this was back in February and we had our hearing um, in February at first and then in March. Um, and it got pushed off twice because of um, bad weather. <laughs> and I remember at that time, like while we were in court, I remember saying, okay, well, I plan on moving to Florida, you guys, I have talked about this so many times that my dream has to be has been to live at the beach and move to Florida for so long. And finally, when he left and he was no longer where we are now, I figured he left the state. I can also leave the state right with the kids and go finally pursue my dream of living in Florida. And I had mentioned that in our like uh, the going back and forth with court. And I remember his lawyer saying, you know, your ex-husband is not okay, does not agree to that. Um, but we need to address that at a separate time. But he does not agree with you moving to Florida and raising the kids there. He um he's against that. So I ended up hiring a lawyer, which didn't work out. And I kept on going back and forth with him and I was like, hey, like I've been talking about moving for a long time. I'm finally like you've left and I'm ready to move and um, and and I'd like to move. And he was like, I do not agree with that. It is not in the best interest of the children for you to move to Florida. You need to stay there and raise them there because that's what well, all their friends are. And I said, well, if you're never coming back here, then what is the point of me staying here? Like, I never wanted a life here. Like, this was your life. This is leftovers from the life that you wanted. This was never my dream. This was never my thing. But I did it because we were married, right? And that's what I guess I thought that's what people do, right? Like they support each other when they are married and we came here for his career and now he's gone. So there's really no point in me staying here. And he was like, no, you are not moving and we are going to have to go to court if you want to move. So I was just shocked. Um, and I spoke with a bunch of lawyers and they're like, yeah, it's going to be a little hard to move, but if the distance is not that bad, then you're probably going to be able to do it. But anyway, so we didn't address that at the hearing back then because, again, I was not sure of my plans. But over the last few months, it is now July. The kids are with him and, um, you know, they're there for the whole summer. So I've had time to think and I have brought it up to the kids multiple times and I've said, hey, guys, I think you know, I'm like, we're ready to talk about Florida and about moving there. And all three of the kids were really against it. They're like, we're not moving to Florida. We're staying here. And I said, well, you can't stay here because if I'm not going to be here, then you guys can't stay here, right? Like you need a parent here. And they're like, well, you are going to stay here because this is where our school is and our friends are. And I totally get that. Like I totally understand their need for continuity and their need for being with their friends. So I ended up not moving last summer because of that, because I was like, you know, 
because I also had considered moving last summer, but I was like, I think it's too early, <laughs> right? Like it's just too early. I will readdress this next summer. So next summer is here now. And uh, before the kids left, I said, you guys, I'm going to go visit Florida this summer. <laughs> and if I really like it, then I'm ready for us to move there. And all of them were like, mom, if you move to Florida, we are not coming with you. We are going to live with dad and his girlfriend and we are not coming with you. And of course, that is really hurtful to hear. Um, it's, I have so many feelings about that. And, you know, sometimes I, I do feel like my, my ex does listen to this podcast because I accidentally um, sent him a message from the mailbox of this podcast. Um, so I'm pretty sure that he's listening to this, but um, I'm just imagining him like laughing and being like, this is exactly where I've wanted you to be, <laughs> right? Like to turn the kids against me, to have the kids choose him over me when he chose his girlfriend, right? Like he left his kids. He's already made a choice. He's chosen his girlfriend, who is now his fiance, and her children, and my kids for some reason didn't mind i don't know i guess it's weird to me but they didn't they were like yeah whatever um but now he's probably like smiling and being like this is exactly where i wanted you to be i've trained the kids really well they are not coming with you they're coming here and it's all still gonna look like they're choosing this and they are picking me over you and i think this is exactly where he has probably worked so hard to make sure that the kids are feeling this way because literally after like last summer was the first summer that they were gone for the whole summer with him. And it was the first time I think in ever where I literally felt like my kids were against me. And it's just kind of a coincidence <laughs> or not that they left the summer feeling, you know, like I felt close to them and excited and all of that. And to come back and just feel like my kids are against me, it was a really, really weird feeling. And I think I've like still not really processed all of it. Um, but I just kind of chalked it up to, well, you know, they're just mad. And this is like, they can be, and even in like therapy sessions that I've had, every therapist was like, well, yeah, this is what happens. Like they're mad at the parent that they can be mad with. And that's usually the parent that's not the narcissist, um, you know, so it makes sense that they're mad at you and not mad at him because that's exactly what happens. And if they're mad at him, then he's not, he's going to reject them and they don't want to be rejected but you're not going to reject them no matter what. So it, like they can afford to be mad at you, but they can't afford to be mad at him because that's going to be the end of the relationship. And he's basically just going to drop them <laughs> um, if they're mad at him. So they know better, like they know that they cannot be mad at him because of that. So it just only makes sense that they're mad at you. So even though I don't think that's fair, um, I guess that explanation does make sense. So so yeah, so I, the, before the kids left, you know, I thought really hard and I was like, do I really want to move? Do I really like want to uproot my kids? 
And then I just keep coming back to um, just feeling like I don't want to be here. Like I have so much baggage, quote unquote baggage from being in this town. Like I literally, it feels like my life just fell apart. <laughs> um, or I guess it's falling apart in order for it to come together, I guess. Um, from the moment I stepped foot in this town, like nothing has gone right. Like it has literally <laughs> the hardest time in my life has been in this town and it's like it's where i ended up having surgery and being like really sick from that it's where i ended up getting divorced it's where i got really sick like i was sick for so long it's where mold kind of took over my life and made me bedridden for like three to four years it's where I gained a hundred pounds. It's where like my business started not to do so great. Like this is the town it I have, I've had some trauma in my life, but I would have to say like living in this town, it was like trauma after trauma after trauma. And I've been on this healing journey now for about seven years. And, um, and I just keep coming across the, um, and I think you guys have heard this, but it's like, you can get well in the same place that made you sick. And I've tried like the first house that we lived in here. Um, I moved from that and I got even sicker. I moved on from my marriage, which I think, I mean, I'm sure I know made me sick as well. Like I love, you know, that ended. So I love that situation. And I moved from the other house that made me really, really sick. And here I am, I think, in my fourth or fifth house um, in this town. And while I am a lot better, right, like physically, I am so much better. I've thankfully gotten away from mold and all of that. I just still feel like there's this big piece missing. And the big piece that's missing is that this is not my town. This is not my dream. This is not my vision. This was my ex-husband's vision who literally he planted us here and then as soon as he planted us here the day literally the day that we got planted and i'm using that word um i guess on purpose but the day that he planted the whole family here is literally the day that he started to tear the family apart and this is the place where everything just fell apart and I don't like honestly I don't want to be here anymore like I am done there's too much baggage there's times where it's like I drive towards I ended up moving to a different like totally the opposite part of town and anytime I drive in any of the old neighborhoods that we used to live in when he was still here um I literally start feeling so anxious and so just dizzy and off and it's just weird. It's this weird thing that happens. And even when I'm not thinking about it, right? Like I was going to, my my son had a track meet on, um, on the track of this high school near my ex-husband's house. And I remember I was not even thinking about the ex-husband, nothing. <laughs> and I just remember driving, like I was running late driving to make sure that I could get to my son's track meet in time. And literally when I passed the street that I used to drive back and forth 
in order to pick up the kids from my ex-husband's house when he was still here. Like as soon as I got on that street, I just felt this overwhelming anxiety and like almost like panic attack. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, this is weird, right? And then a few weeks later, I had to go back to like a different school where my son had a track meet that was again near the house. It was a different school, but still on the same side of town where we used to live. And the same, <clears throat> the same feeling happened where it's like I'm driving along, you know, listening to podcasts and just thinking about, you know, making it on time to my my son's track meet. And again, I'm on the street and just panic and like overwhelm and anxiety just overtakes me. And I've just realized that anytime I go to those parts of town, um, I just feel like my body just knows, right? Like it's the body is just so interesting because it's like my body just knows that that's where trauma happened. And it's like I avoid going to those parts of town because I know how I feel when I'm there. And in my mind, like I've been really thinking hard about this and I'm like, you know, I think the last step of my healing is that I need to leave. Like I need to leave this town behind. I need to start my life over. Like he left, he left us behind, right? Like literally. And I literally just feel like being here, I'm just leftovers. And I know that sounds weird, but I feel like my life is left over from this life that we were trying to have here together that just did not work out. So it's like in my heart, I know that I need to leave. So I've been up until now, I've been, and even last year, I I think I was like not still not feeling strong enough and not feeling well enough to actually make the move. And this is the first year where my health has been okay enough that I'm like, you know, I think I could make this move and move us, you know, like, I don't know, 1500 miles away or however long uh, we are from, from Florida. And I finally feel like I have the strength to go through with this. And I've thought about it and I've talked, you know, in therapy and I've written stuff out and I've, I don't know, I've really gotten in touch with myself and it feels like this is the right move. And to have my kids be like, if you move, we're not coming with you. We're going with dad. It's just kind of devastating. And I'm just imagining my narcissistic ex-husband right now, like listening to this or just sitting there being like, this is exactly what I have wanted. And this is exactly where I've wanted her to be. And I've wanted the kids to choose me, even though I didn't choose them. And I think this is what the kids are doing. So I just literally just talked to my son and I'm planning a trip to Florida in the next, like within the next week. And I told him, I said, you know, guys, I'm going, <laughs> like, I'm going to go scope out some neighborhoods and, and look, you know, look at some schools and stuff like that. And if I like it, we're, we're going. Um, and my son said, well, mom, no, you're going. Um, this is now my now 16 year old son. He's like, no, you're going. We're not coming. We're going to stay here with dad. So you can go to Florida if you want to go to Florida, but we're not moving there. We're staying here with dad. And I've kind of, <laughs> um, it's hard. It's really hard to, he to hear that. And it's hard, like after everything that I've been through and the fact that like, 
oh, I'm just getting emotional about this, but it's like the fact that even when I was so sick, right? Like, and I've talked about this before, like I was so sick that I could not literally move. Like, and my my ex-husband ended up asking for a divorce literally when I was at my worst. Like I could not stand up for more than like five, 10, 15 minutes at a time because I was so dizzy. <laughs> um, and that is literally when I was at my worst is when he asked for a divorce. And the fact that he like, he left at that time and I have been spending the last seven years trying to heal from mold and heal from divorce and heal from narcissistic abuse and everything and to finally be better and be like like I've never once obviously abandoned my children that is has never been anywhere like in any of like not even a thought that I would ever have <laughs> um and it's like I've still try to make it work and for me to tell my kids that okay we're you know I'm ready um to move on with our lives and for them to be like no mom you can move on with your own life we're not gonna choose you we are going to choose dad if you choose this new life it's just kind of been devastating right like it's just <laughs> I'm still sitting with like what does this mean what are my kids saying about me and why? Like, I think I'm still trying to understand why they would do that and why they would choose a parent, right? Like, I've never not wanted my ex-husband in my kids' lives. Like, that's never been my thing. I've never wanted to raise kids by myself. And it's like, obviously, life happens and you kind of do, um, you do what you need to do to pick yourself up and pick up the pieces and keep going as best as you can. But the fact that my children are now like, nope, we're not coming with you. Goodbye, mom. Um, and not even like, they don't even want to talk about it. They were just like, nope, nope, nope. And I know this is all my ex-husband's doing. I know he has um, talked them into this because not once he has said anything about Florida, like from the moment that I told him, because I had been talking about this for a while, like from the moment that I've told him that it's where I wanted to be and where I dreamt of moving and living for a long time, the fact that he's never once said anything good about it, right? He was from day one, he has told my kids what a terrible place it is, how it's hot and humid. And it's like, yeah, I know it's hot. I know it's humid. Um, like I know all of those things, but the fact that he's never once said anything good about it to my kids, it's like, I'm not surprised that they are saying no. And it's interesting because I messaged him two days ago and I said, Hey, I have, um, this is the first time I have talked to him. He has not talked to me once since the kids left there a month ago, like no updates. He took the kids out of state, um, twice did not tell me he took the kids to New York. He took the kids to um, visit his parents out of state, did not inform me, which in our parenting agreement, he has to, like, we each need to tell the other parent if we take the kids out of state. Um, he did not tell me he was flying with our son to New York. Um, 
did not tell me that he was taking the kids to um, another state to visit his parents. So he has not communicated anything at all to me, even though in our parenting plan, we need to communicate. Um, and it's like, it was just sort of like a slap in the face, sort of like, see, I don't need you. Like, I don't need, you know, like I'm just fine parenting on my own and I don't need you. And that's fine, right? Like we don't need to communicate, but the fact that he didn't even um, obey, I guess, the parenting plan that said that he needs to tell me when he takes the kids out of state um, is just, it just shows you the kind of man that he is. And um, I think the fact that my kids would not even talk to me about moving to Florida, they were immediately like, no which is the same exact behavior that my ex-husband had when I told him that I was thinking of moving. It's like, I know that's where they learned it from. It was, it was never a discussion. Right. And I just remember when he gathered them all up on, on zoom or maybe FaceTime uh, back in February to tell them how he's moving in two days to be with his girlfriend Um <laughs> And her kids, instead of moving back here to help raise them and for them to talk for like two, three hours on the phone, my kids never hesitated. They were never like, dad, no, why? Like, why don't you come back here? Like, they never, <laughs> never even questioned him. They just literally um, accepted everything he said without questioning, without like hating him. Not that I want them to hate him. But it was just literally like, okay, dad, that's great. Yeah, we're so excited. We can't wait to see you. And never once did they say anything. And I get it. They don't have friends there. So to them, it it makes sense that it didn't really matter. And he was kind of already out of their lives anyway. But I just find it so interesting that first it was my ex-husband who was like, no, I'm not moving to Florida. That sounds like my worst nightmare to be at the beach. To now my kids being like, if you move there, we're not moving with you. And you're going to have to basically like, you like you're, I'm, by, by me moving, I'm basically choosing not to have my kids. Well, they're choosing that for me, but I just find it so interesting. And I just keep thinking like, gosh, my narcissistic ex-husband is so good at manipulating because now even, right, like imagine you leave your kids, right? Like imagine you divorce their mom when she's like at her sickest, she's super sick, cannot even get off the couch, you know, to like go to the bathroom. She's that sick. And that's, that literally is the moment you choose to divorce her. Then um, you leave your kids, right? Like you leave your kids for, for a job 900 miles away and they're fine with that then an, a year and a half later you move to another state to be with your girlfriend who you're going to ask to marry and who you're raising her children and my kids are still fine with that and then you take their mom me <laughs> you take her to court and add more stress and more expenses because she didn't give you an answer when you needed it, right? Like she asked you to wait a couple of months to finalize summer plans, right? Like I wanted to finalize summer plans in the end of December 
and he wanted to finalize summer plans in like August. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's too early. Can we wait until December? And because of that, like he took me to court. So for my kids to see all of this, like all of these things that he keeps doing to me, um, and to not be upset with him and to be like, yeah, dad has every right to do that. Of course, he's going to leave for a job. Of course, he's going to take you to court if you don't tell him, you know, if you don't give him the answer that he wants. Of course, he's going to move with his girlfriend because it makes more sense than to move back here and raise us. Like all of these make so much sense. All of these things make so much sense to him, to them, that my husband, like they've literally never been mad at him. And I'm just like, how, how is that possible? And I think my, like, I've just been so sad over this and just so like distraught in a way. Um, but it just goes to show you how good he is at manipulating them. And for like, for someone to do all of these things to them and to me, and for my kids to still choose him, <laughs> I just find that so interesting and it's, yeah, I think it's just fascinating to me and oh, I don't know, I'm still trying to process all of it and now I'm just like, do I stay here so I can continue to raise my kids so he doesn't, um, even though I don't want to be here anymore and I'm ready to move on and it's like, I understand that my kids have friends here, I understand that their whole lives are here, like they basically grew up here. So I get why they don't want to leave. I totally get it. Um, but if it was for his job and we want, I would have said, yes, they would have moved. Like they wouldn't have had an issue with it. Right. So it's like anything that's for his job or for him is okay. But anything that's for me simply because I want to, or it's been my dream is not okay. And that is exactly how it was in my marriage, which I find so interesting that my kids are literally carrying out the theme of our marriage. It's like what mom wants doesn't matter. It's all about what dad wants. And if mom finally chooses to stand up for what she wants, we're just going to leave her, which is literally what happened with my ex-husband. So I find it so interesting that this pattern keeps repeating itself. And I keep just like learning about, and I get so frustrated when I hear this, but you know, feeling like, you know, you attract, like people treat you the way that you vibrate and, you know, it's like how you feel is what you attract. So I just keep thinking like, this is all my fault because I keep attracting this, <laughs> right? Like I keep attracting an, an asshole husband and now my kids are like leaving me because I want something for me. It's yeah, I think it's a lot. It's a lot for me to come to terms with and to keep feeling like, why do I keep doing wrong? Like, why? Why do I have such good intentions? And why is it that any time I finally, like after years, right, decide to like choose me and choose to stand up for myself and for my dreams and what I want? And obviously, want my children to come along, right? Like, I don't want them to go there. I want them to be with me. And it's like, I literally, like, close my eyes at night and I envision, like, all four of us just, like, playing Frisbee on the beach and going for walks, like, in the evening on the beach and in the mornings and in the weekends and 
like exploring Florida together now that I can. And it's like I envision this like light, breezy, um, hot and humid, of course, um, just life that I want for us and for my kids to be like, yep, we want none of that. And we're going to choose that if you choose you. Um, is just a bit devastating to say the least. So, so yeah, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'm sitting with this. I'm processing this. I'm seeing literally my narcissistic ex-husband right now, just like smirking and being like, yep, mm -hmm, my plan is working out just as planned. And it's interesting because I, to get back to what I was saying before, like I messaged him two days ago and I said, hey, just so you know, um, I plan on filing to move um, this summer and the court needs me to inform you that I plan on relocating the kids and I need to know what to put down. So are you for it or against it? Which it's like, I knew he was against it because he has been against it every other time I told him and he replied back right away and he goes, I will not contest that and um then he wrote best and signed his name and it's like i just knew at first i was like what what do you mean like that's not what i was you've tell, been telling me until now like i was expecting you to say no and i was expecting this court battle because that is what you told me back in june back in february but now i'm realizing that the kids have told him that if I move, they're not going with him. And I'm 100% sure he said that he will not have a problem with me moving because he knows the kids said that they're not coming with me and they're going to go with him. So I think in his mind, he's like, yep, this is how I'm going to get the kids here. Uh, I'm going to let her go to Florida, let her think she's taking the kids. The kids are going to say no. They're going to move here with me and my fiance and her family. And that is how this is going to play out. So it's like at first I was shocked that he said that's fine. But then I'm like, wait, there is there is something behind it, which of course there is, right? Like it's in his best interest to quote unquote let me go because he knows how the kids feel. And um he probably has talked to the kids and said, you know, hey guys, yeah, you know, mom wants to move. Like I know you guys don't want to move, so you can definitely stay here. No problem. This is the school we're going to go to. And this is what we're going to do. And, you know, in two years when my girlfriend, fiance's alimony runs out, then we can finally all move in together and get married and, um, and all of that. And it's, <laughs> of course he said, yes, of course he said I could move because he knows that the kids are not wanting to move now. Had the kids told me and told him that they're moving with me, it probably would have been, or that they want to stay here, it probably would have been a different story. So it's just so, I don't know, you guys, mind-blowing and fascinating, the manipulation. And it's like, I know my kids love him and they should, right? He's their dad. But he has let them down so many times and he's let me down so many times. and. I would never ask my kids to choose, right? Like, I would never be like, well, you know, you choose me or you choose him, which I've never said to them. But the fact that now they're like, yep, we choose dad if you choose you, 
um, which is like, I'm not choosing me, I'm choosing us, right? Because what's best for me is also what's best for them. And if I'm in a place where I'm living that has baggage for me and where I'm not really fully myself <laughs> and I'm not still fully healed, um, and I want to leave this place so I can finally fully heal somewhere where I know my body will thrive. And for my kids to say no to that, right? It's, yeah, it's just mind blowing. I don't know. That's where I'm at right now. So I just texted my kids and I said, hey guys, I would like for all of us to talk tomorrow um, about moving to Florida because they've never wanted to talk about it. Like literally as soon as I mentioned it, they're like, nope, if you move there, we're not coming. So we've never had a discussion about it. We've never, it was just constantly just me um, being shut down by them. And um, it's funny because some of the people closest to me in my life, when I tell them this, they're like, yeah, just go without them. And I'm like, but, but that's now what, like, I don't want to be without them, right? Like as hard as it is raising three children on my own, I don't want to be without them, right? Like I, I just don't. And I know that. And I want to continue to raise them. And I want them, like, I want to create memories of them that I haven't been able to. And I think part of what is also really hard is that you know as you guys know I've been like really sick for four to five years and finally just the last year or two I would say the last year even more so is when I finally started to feel better but it's like I've missed out on six years with my kids right six years where we couldn't go on vacation six years where I could barely like I couldn't even go to a basketball game because I was so sick Six years where I couldn't take them anywhere. Like, we we have no memories. My ex-husband took them on so many trips, like, two to three times a year. He went to visit his family. Dane came to visit. Like, I have not seen my family except for my sister in seven years. I have not seen friends in seven years. I literally, my life stopped seven years ago when I got sick and then I got divorced. And I've been trying to climb out of that and heal and have had, you know, other than like the day-to-day -day grind, I have no memories with my children. Hell, I don't even have photos because I gained a hundred pounds and I have so much shame and so much embarrassment in like taking photos with my children because I'm like, I don't want them to remember me, you know, like a hundred pounds sick, a uh, hundred pounds overweight and sick. So it's like, I have no photos with my kids for the last seven years. I have no vacations, I have no memories, we have no trips together, and it's like finally when I'm like, I am well enough now, right, like after seven years of fighting to heal, I am well enough where we can go and start, like start a new life and start creating new memories, um, and for my kids to be like, yep, yeah, sorry, we have no interest in that with you, um, it is, I think, heartbreaking. Yeah, devastating and heartbreaking. And I'm not quite sure how I feel about it just yet. And, you know, I know moving is not going to solve all my problems because at the end of the day, like, I'm still in this body. <laughs> I'm still, it's still me, right? At the core of it all. 
but it's just, oh, it's hard. It's a hard pill to swallow. So I don't know. I think that's where I'm going to end the podcast today. If any of you have been through this, please let me know. Give me some words of encouragement um, because I really need it right now because literally all I'm he- hearing from friends, even my therapist, are like, well, yeah, just go. If they don't want to come, just go. Um, and it's like, I'm not quite ready to leave my kids. <laughs> um, and I never will be. So yeah, it's just been interesting. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. I really hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And if you have any advice or anything for me, I am all open to hearing it. Um, you can just DM me on Instagram. Um, if you search for misadventures with the narcissist, you'll find you'll find my Instagram. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye.